Dirty Honey are taking no prisoners on their new album, Can't Find the Breaks. We found the band's rhythm section, bassist Justin Smolian, along with drummer Jaden Bean, who's just joined the group. Jaden explains how he's both the new guy and the old guy. I was kind of playing with these guys years and years ago. We, we, Me and Justin and John have known each other for forever, 12 right. years probably. We used to live together. We used right. to live together, so... He played on some of the early, early demos, actually, before we were even called Dirty Honey. Yeah. Um, then he got like a big touring gig and left, and oh no, nice. <laughs> you know, it, we were we were just fiddling around at that point. Yeah. You know, it was like it wasn't. We wouldn't. I wouldn't say that there was necessarily a specific push at that point. Yeah. No, no, we were like um, in the garage and playing bar games uh, in Santa Monica. You know, we were <laughs> we were having a good time and playing music together and. Yeah, I was working, so I was just, just uh, took me away for a little bit, and yeah, <laughs> that's when it popped. <laughs> that's when it took off. So, great job, son of a gun. Yeah. So now yeah, you're, no, you're back. Like, literally, like when we got the email from Corey that he, you know, he didn't want to continue touring. Like, it, I was on the phone with him like ten minutes later. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Not right. There you because go. he likes me, but also because the tour was in like a month. <laughs> yeah, that too. But yeah. <laughs> no, you take what you can get. <laughs> yeah, so he probably only had one option on his list. We were the top of the options. We had other options. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> All right. So in the in the time that you left and came back, did you notice anything different about the band other, other than the fact that more people are coming to see them? <laughs> Um, you know, I've always loved these dudes and loved their sound and appreciate them as people as well as being phenomenal musicians. So I don't know that there was anything that I noticed new or different because I expected everything from them that they were able to achieve, you know. Right. I told I told John and I, maybe you were there too, before they even started touring really i was like dude once people see you guys live that's when people are going to really notice that this yep. is different because anyone can can make a record sound good you know that's just the age we live in with editing and stuff but me knowing these guys i know that none of the stuff on the record was edited so right. i knew that coming to the shows live people would be like oh snap this is really <laughs> what they sound like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Very really cool. going to pop off, so. Yeah, nothing, nothing really changed. I felt like we kind of fell back into our routine of how we used to, like, yeah. hang out when we lived together, you yeah. know, like, pretty fast. Yeah. I think, you know, it maybe took Mark a couple shows to get used to him, but, I mean, once he realized how good Jaden was and plus, like, hearing him, like, hearing real background vocals live, I, I mean. It was oh, that's like, right, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, do, I do all the backgrounds and kind of surprised mark with it <laughs> <laughs> like who is that <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much hey why does it sound so much better he's like, he's like wait a minute cool. that sounds like the hey, record now <laughs> you recorded this record in uh, in australia right in byron bay yeah so uh tell me about that experience what did you think of spending so much time in uh, just across the ditch here from uh, from new zealand <laughs> from you yeah it's a, it's a little hop skip and a jump I mean, it's a beautiful place. It was. You know, it's interesting to record and have the time to record, but also have a backyard that's a, a safari. 
right <laughs> studios you know like seeing we, animals run across the yard that you've like only seen yeah online or in books or whatever and <laughs> yeah me yep. and justin definitely had the most downtime because in the process of recording bass and drums are always the first keepers right you know yep. we definitely track everything together um first and then yep. you know john and mark will go in and make their little edits but me and Justin record, and then we'd have a lot of downtime. We had a lot of downtime. and just looking at the safari and Going grilling. To the beach. And yeah. So it was like it was kind know, of a vacation. It was but... like a week of work and two and a half weeks of vacation. <laughs> we'd come in there and be like, "Ah, oh, maybe change that melody or that lyric." Okay, yeah. see ya. <laughs> did they warn you about the spiders? You know, yeah, we knew about them. We did have one that got in the studio. Got in the studio and became a studio pet for. Until yeah, it ended yeah, up yeah. squished at the end of this. Of the, Did they squish it? I didn't squish it, but when we left, it was definitely <laughs> squished on the car. I think somebody accidentally put one of the amp cases on it. Oh, or didn't know it was there. And <laughs> Bummer. Oh, well. There's a big mess yeah, on the floor. Sacrifice for the record, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so tell me how you guys, you worked with your same producer, Nick, that uh, you guys worked with last time. Obviously, mm -hmm. you didn't... Uh, um, uh, Jaden, but um, uh, it was a very different situation because last time it was you guys were in one hemisphere and the other was in the other. So, yeah, what yeah. was it like working together in the same room with them? Uh, I mean, it was great. We we did our first EP actually there also, ah, so well, we we've go. been to Byron and been in the room with him. And it's something I, I especially making this real this record, I realized how much that was sorely missed on the last one, right? Because you know it's like. It's cool. He's still running the board and he gets all the sounds, but you know, there's like the whole element of like when you're not in the recording room and like maybe you're just in the kitchen getting coffee and you're talking about life and then you start talking about a song and inspiration happens there. It's not always just like when he's just focused on a, on your instrument. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't think there's replacing for everybody. There's no replacing everybody being in the same room. Yeah, and especially, I mean, I didn't do that first record, but. I've done things over Zoom before, and there's one thing about like getting the energy in the same room, you know, being able to feel a person's vibe physically in the same room, and and knowing kind of what everyone's thinking versus just taking instruction over a, a phone call and being like, okay, now I have to. I don't really know what this guy is really thinking, you know, or. Yep. Or, yeah, there's a whole thing of like when you guys are when you're jamming, we're playing something and we're really onto it, and we'll look over at Nick and he's like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, don't get like, that over Zoom." Yeah, you know, or, or <laughs> like feedback without yeah. having to say anything. Like he he's physically observing you in the room, physically changing your amp. You yeah, know, like just doing little things right. and yeah, like Justin said, in between you get time to just shoot the shit about whatever is going on either that day in the studio or just in life in general, you know, and, yeah. and that, that adds to the creative situation. It's like you get in a tight knit little unit and everyone kind of gets to the same frequencies and understands where each other's at. Yeah. Plus there was a bunch of basketball being shot and, you know, yeah. just oh, fun, fun, you know, they were grilling it up. There's, there's gotta be elements of fun and like kind of bonding a little bit. It's especially yeah. when you're making a record like that. Yep. 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 So, so what kind of discussions did you guys as a band between yourselves have about how you wanted this record to be 
the same or different than what you've done before or what kind of progression that you wanted to achieve? Um, well, we wanted to take more time in the studio and use the studio as a tool, as an instrument or a tool also, yep. which we had time to do on this record. We, we spent about three and a half weeks on it, plus like three weeks at John's little home re uh, rehearsal studio thing. Yeah, demo and yeah, stuff. Yeah, demo and stuff. Yep. Um, and we just kind of wanted to expand the sound um, because, you know, we're, we're all very, what, what's the word for it? Uh, well-versed. Well-versed musicians. You know, we're not just like <laughs> right. a one-trick pony. So I think we wanted to let people know, like, how diverse our sound could be and what we can really do. Right. Um, so it was like a big part of it was expanding the sound while also obviously, you know, staying true to ourselves. You know, there's obviously some yep. great hard yeah. rockers on there, too. I mean, yes, there's indeed. there's always that element when you're skilled at a lot of stuff is wanting to be like, oh, I'm good at this too. I'm good at this too. But that, it was, I wouldn't say it was a goal to showcase like, oh, we can do a lot of things necessarily as much as we have a lot of influences that we want to expand the sound to encompass more of our of our experience and our our cap our capabilities is one part of it, but like we called it open being open to infinity and just letting all the stuff that we have right in, in our bag um, organically come out as dirty honey, you know, yeah. cause yeah. you can always being good at a lot of different styles and whatever. You can always be like, Oh, we want to write a certain type of song and you can write that song, but it's not going to be authentic to what dirty honey yep. is. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think we were like, Let's do a reggae song. Let's do yeah. that. But it was more just being open to whatever we wrote. Yeah. And not right. being like, this is what Dirty Honey is. We got to stay in that lane. It's yeah. Like, anything right. we do is Dirty Honey. We just didn't want to yeah. keep writing the same songs. You know, yeah. we wanted to okay. like, allow for, for more to come through. So. All right. And I see you've already released a video for uh, oh, Won't Take Me Alive. So what can you tell me about the song, about the video, how it came together? I ain't a fighter, but you never me. Shopping that at um, sound checks for a while actually um, and then we ended up coming up with a different chorus um, guitar part John came up with and then Mark and I kind of worked out the the melody for the chorus on the bus actually backstage at a show and then you kind of you know you changed it a lot yeah um, <laughs> and and the music video was actually just um, we were on the road. We've been super busy this year, and we needed a music video done. We were on the road, and we got this great Colombian director um, to make the film. It was all shot, actually, in Colombia. Oh, the really? Actors, the actors are Colombian. Um, and he had this vision, and we were like, go for it. And so he made it, and that's what it is. <laughs> all right. It, it seems to have kind of a, a story behind it. You know, it looks like a kid being hassled at school, and then suddenly he's a drummer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was more just like a... Of uh, energy of a fighter, you know, wanting to be you and 
not being put into a box. It's more like... Yeah, and, and, and the, the feeling of rebellion as a youth and expressing that through music. Yeah, because... That's something I think we all went through also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was, you know, dealing with all those things outside of her musical situation, and she would use the music to kind of let it yeah. out. Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of drums, I noticed the last track, Rubble's, Rubble's Son, has yep. some serious discussion going on there. Elaborate, yeah. if you don't mind. was not there until the very end we're essentially the last two minutes yeah the last the last two minutes that whole like little outro jam section that was mark was kind of just like you know this needs something can we just like throw a jam or something at the end of this and and we're all we had a piano player actually come in for a day yeah um, he's playing on like rome and mm -hmm. a couple other songs and he finished all the stuff that we brought him in there for and we were like Hey, what if we just tried a little jam at the end of this instead of doing the chorus or whatever we're doing again? Yeah. Yeah, so essentially we just hop, hop back in real quick. Yeah, and, and Me and him hadn't played for days, too. We were like, oh, let's see how this goes. Yeah, we had just like <laughs> finished playing a bunch of basketball and just like <laughs> yeah, we're like, jamming we're our right, fingers right. and stuff. And, and the, then we were the like, all right, half this vacation is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we, uh, we just hit record and and started jamming on it and let's literally just one take through and then the percussion stuff i was just like i, I want to play some bongos on this yeah let's put some shaker all right let's throw some tambourine on it. let's make it a party and it was just kind of yeah nick's good good with like encouraging that kind of stuff too yeah yeah, yeah. He, he likes experimenting in the studio yeah and that's right. that's uh, when you ask the differences that's like the big difference between the, the last couple records of this one is like having the time to experiment, having almost right. a month, a, a week. Yep, yep, yep. And there's a uh, looks like about three ballads on the record. One of them called mm -hmm. "Coming Home," ballad of the Shire, which I kind of yeah. uh, was drawn to. Well, do you? Is there a much discussion about how many ballads versus rockers you're going to have? And what can you tell me about that one in particular? <laughs> there was some arguments about that. Got nothing lights that were drawn Mistakes we made when we were young No something train could keep me from where I still be long Um but I think what happened is we cut we cut about nineteen tunes. Yeah, right. Um, and we just really let the best songs win, I think is what happened at the end of the day. But there was worry like, hey, there's too many ballads on this. Yeah, there was a conversation about it. But in the end, the, the consensus was put the best material just out. put the best songs on the record. And and I think we found an order where it doesn't feel doesn't feel like a lull or yeah. a or a just a record of ballads. Like um, Rome to me is like barely even a ballad. It's ballad based okay. off tempo, but energy-wise, yeah. it's a big song. You know? yeah. It's a big rock yep. song, a big rock ballad, I guess. And You Make It All Right is definitely a ballad. Um, Coming yep. Home is obviously <laughs> definitely a ballad, but we just like those songs. <laughs> like, yeah, we really just are. really <laughs> like those songs, and we <laughs> want people to hear them. So. Yeah, like uh -huh. You Make It All Right, I mean, I think it's special to all of us. We all wrote that together, like, 
in the rehearsal room in like 30 minutes, kind of right before we left yeah, it was Australia. Just, it was essentially a jam. Like, yeah, Mark was tinkering around on some roads or... Yeah, and then I threw a couple chord changes in there, and, and I was like, in, I was so. like, I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty good, and I just started playing, and then John came in, and we were like, all right, we stopped for a second, we we're like, all right, something's going on here, I pushed record, record. <laughs> yeah. and then we just jammed for essentially, you know, five, six minutes, and the whole form of the tune, and and even melodies and some lyrics were done, like, yeah, like right. literally finished right. in a in a matter of six minutes or whatever. And so. That's kind of something. That's how I've always, like, imagined how songwriting is supposed to be with a band, you know, like. Yeah. And so I think that was really, that really, like, connected and bonded us even more, like, in us, like, right before going to Australia, which made the, the whole yeah. experience better. Cool, cool, cool. And the artwork is interesting. It's uh, from some L.A. graffiti artists. What, what do you guys know about that? Risk. Risk is the Risk. man. Yeah. And Risk is, is the man. He is an right. OG. I knew about Risk years and years ago. I was pretty uh, into the graffiti scene as well. Uh, um, and Risk was always, you know, he's one of the originators of the L.A. graffiti scene and has done artwork for tons of big bands as well. Um, yeah, not he just, just did us. Blink's new record also. Yeah, like he's not just a graffiti artist. He's like a well-versed, sought-after artist. And to have him do anything for us was like, yeah, he was like, freaking out when he found about it. Yeah, not about well, like, dude. Well, I've like I studied Risk. Yeah, like <laughs> we, did a, we did a gig that he he came to and had we didn't know, but he had made like these this artwork for us. Yeah, like the lips, but he did it like his spray paint his with like with it. it was really cool. We each got like an, our own personalized one. Yeah, and so we got to this gig and. He shows up with five paintings this big, and we're all like, what the fuck? This <laughs> guy's <laughs> rad. Yeah, and he also made us like this super cool neon sign yeah. um, that with the lips, and that's what actually inspired us to hire him. We were like, dude, we basically want that yeah. as yep. the album. Um, and the relationship's just been building. Yeah. Just, he likes the band, and yeah. we love his art, so yeah. it's like perfect. Yeah, I think he's no actually going to come to our L.A. show and like, be doing some personalized ones for fans there and signing stuff. So yeah, it's going to be rad. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Now speaking of band, I was uh, the Stones put a new album out a couple of weeks ago. I was wondering if you guys had an opinion about that and could see yourselves uh, strutting around the stage at age seventy nine or eighty like Mick and Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think I want to. It's all this. Like, well, you're a drummer. Your body's gonna break down. Yeah, I was like, I'll get I'd this. love to. <laughs> Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> okay. uh, um, uh, I actually, I, I really like it. I've only listened to a couple of the tracks, but it, it's, right. it's like, it sounds like the, the stones that I love. Um, yeah. And I really love Andrew Watt, the producer. Um, I've listened to a bunch of stuff that he's produced before. So yep. I think it's really cool that they got him to do it. Um, yeah. I, so I like it still it. sounds like the stones, but it still sounds current. Like, yeah, it sounds fresh, is, is good, but you know? yeah, not too fresh. <laughs> yep, yeah, because it's still got to sound like the Stones. You don't want them, because that was kind of well, where they went off the tracks in the early '80s when they were trying to get modern. I thought, you know, with undercover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, uh, no. Have you ever have you have you uh, shared a bill with the Stones or had any run-ins with them? 
No, no, not yet. Hope, I mean, that'd right. be awesome. That's that's definitely one of the bucket list ones still. Tell them to call us. Right, right. Yeah. Well, tell their people to call our people. Yeah, I guess they However they want to do it. <laughs> I think if somebody came, called me up and was like, this is Big Jag, I'd be like, fuck off. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> I'm, I'm wonder how many times that's happened to Mick. <laughs> this is Mick Jagger. No, I will not give you my social security number. <laughs> Like, why are you calling me to ask us if we could do the gig? Yeah, right. All righty. Very good. Well, hopefully you guys will find your way down this part of the world again and uh, play some shows. Because you haven't played in New Zealand, have you? No. No. All right. Well, that's a that's on your bucket list as well then. I'm yeah, sure. it is. <laughs> New Zealand's beautiful. 